Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to The Trade Gods. What is going on, Player Profiler Nation? It's Matty Kiewel. Welcome to the latest episode of Trade Gods. I am ho- I am joined by my co-host, my fellow Trade God brethren, Mr. Mornings himself, Jason Allwine. What's going on, Jay? It's Trade Gods! It's awesome! I'm excited to be here! Let's go! We're going to have a show for everyone! It's going to be awesome! Let's go! Oh, baby. If you already couldn't tell, we obviously have an absolute certified grade A banger of an episode for you today. We are going back to trade court, ladies and gents, and... We are going to be breaking down some Discord trades. So if you're not in the Discord, get in the Player Profile Discord today. What are you waiting for? And we are joined by a very, very Mm -hmm. special guest. So you're going to want to stick around. But before we get in, let's hear from the Podfather about FFPC. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. So the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a Dynasty Orphan? Well, you can adopt a Dynasty Orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, Dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Yeah, baby, if you want to join some highly competitive leagues and take on some members of the underworld, join some FFPC drafts today. Jason, I teased the guest at the top of the show, but I need to bring him on. So why don't you take it away and introduce our very, very special guest today. Yeah, and he's a humble guy. He didn't ask for that big of an introduction, but one of the sharpest minds here at Player Profiler. I'm so happy that we were able to get Han Rangta onto the show. Let's bring him on. Oh, baby, let's bring him on. on what is up, my brother? There we go. I, I was I was uh, excited for a hot minute that I was going to be Matty Kiwum today, but, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be in the middle. 
Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, really, like, uh, this is one of my favorite shows. Don't tell the other shows, but uh, it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, if it. you know me, if you've been any in any league with me, you know I love making trades uh, pretty much all the time. Uh, I'm discussing trades with people uh, in dynasty uh, in dynasty leagues on sleepers. So happy to be on. Well, we are super excited to have you on. We got an action-packed show, so let's dive in to the very first segment. We're going back to Trade Court. So if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Trade Court, how it works is Jason and I will each take a side of a given trade. We will argue why that side should win the deal and then Ahan will come in and he will play the role of judge, break down the trade as a whole, give his thoughts on whatever side or however he wants to. He's the judge. He gets to do what he wants. And then he will make a ruling on who wins the trade. So let's jump right in on into trade court. All rise for the honorable trade gods. All right. So the first trade on tonight's slate is from TGIF, the Trade Gods Invitational. Matter of fact, all three of these trades come from the Trade God Invitational, so we might hear about some upset league mates, but it doesn't matter. First trade of the night, the 2023-110 was traded for Miles Sanders in the 2023-205. Jason will be taking the side of Miles Sanders in the 205. So, Jason, the floor is yours. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you, Your Honor. I'm looking at this trade right now, and I see a startable running back in a 14-team league. It works out perfectly. But then to also get a 205 for the 110, essentially, it's just it's just a little cherry on top. It's pretty nice. At this point of the draft, you're getting pretty much the same tier of player, even though that there's a difference of, I believe, 10 spots, maybe maybe two tiers down. But my client was very happy with their pick and if if you'd so please i'd like to actually throw some names onto this i just have to pull up our draft as it has officially finished look at us context we love context here in trade gods this actually ended up being miles sanders and sam laporta for kendra miller so when you break it down like that i'm definitely taking the miles sanders sam laporta side I'm a big fan of Sam Laporta heading into this year. I think if I'm to rank redraft tight ends actually out of the rookies, he's probably number one for me in terms of expectations going into the year with the vacant spot, especially the first six weeks of the season during the Jamison Williams suspension. So I think you should take my side, but I'm 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 curious to hear the uh, the opposing counsel. 
Judge, first and foremost, I'd like to partition to uh, uh, to reprimand my fellow counselor because he revealed my name before I had a chance to do it myself. And I don't like that. But anyway, I will be arguing inside of Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller, Judge, let me ask this. Uh, are you allowed to fight people in casinos when you're in the NFL? Oh, oh, oh. It took me way too long to figure out what you were talking about. Never mind. <laughs> Judge, focus. Uh-huh. Yep. Judge Ahan, your majesty, your honor, focus. I, I was like, what is question. this shoot babbling about? And then I <laughs> answer my question. Is it legal for NFL players or anyone to fight in a casino or a hotel? Where Where is uh, FF litigator when you need him? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> correct. And if you do so, you could face a lengthy suspension from the NFL, correct? Well, Your Honor, the guy I am defending here, Kendra Miller, his teammate, Alvin Kamara, will be facing a suspension in 2023. How long do we know? We don't. It could be four. could be six. could be eight games. We don't know. Insert Kendra Miller, who got the requisite draft capital, 308 in the NFL draft. He didn't even test. That's how confident the NFL was that he was healthy and ready to go and that his athleticism and his play style would translate in the NFL. His last year at TCU, Judge, 1,400 rushing yards, added another 116 yards in the air, scored a total of 17 touchdowns. Now, if you give him the backfield for four, six, or eight games this year, he is going to be an absolute difference maker, dare I say, stud in fantasy football. So, yeah, you could get a rookie tight end, which we all know how that goes in fantasy, <laughs> or you could get Miles Sanders and be excited. I mean, you could. Or you can get the stud that is Kendra Miller that will be serving as the starting running back for this New Orleans Saints four, six, or eight games. So, Judge... The floor is yours to freely break down this trade and then give us a ruling on who, which side wins. So just uh, looking at the, uh, the the trade without name, it, it takes a lot of uh, figuring out before a rookie draft, who do I want to target at the 205 turn? Who do I want to target at the 110? Uh, we have a 14-team league here, so you have to wait a long time if you want to get uh, somebody, and I hate being in the middle for drafts like these. Uh, I already see some opinions in the chat, some of which I disagree with, some of which I do agree with. So I'm glad we're getting started with one that I think is rather easy uh, when you attach the names to it. In uh, a player profile or pa- uh, Patreons league that I'm in right now, uh, I specifically kept uh, the, what would be the equivalent of the 205 in this league, uh, specifically to target a certain man um, named Sam Laporta. Bias <laughs> <laughs> judge. Here's the thing. I made a tweet a few days ago saying Sam Laporta, Michael Meyer, right? Similar draft capital. Now we know this. Sam Laporta the inferior, uh, the superior athlete by a lot, Michael, Myer, Michael Meyer, a bottom quartile athlete, Sam Laporte, a top quartile athlete. And now we have some situations for the next few years for them as well with Sam Laporta in a clear past first environment. Whereas Michael Meyer, we don't really know right now. He's associated with checks notes, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yikes. <laughs> now you take a look at the actual, the, the pivotal part of this trade, which is Miles Sanders, <laughs> Uh, and Miles Sanders just reeks of boring in many metrics, but he does have what I consider uh, a potential higher-end RB week-to-week ceiling in 2023. He was number four in red zone touches in an elite 
obviously Eagles offense, but now he goes uh, to a Carolina offense that's going to be working with a rookie quarterback and Bryce Young. And if Miles Sanders got that kind of volume in the red zone with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, do you not think this man is going to be getting that ball with that contract with Bryce Young at quarterback? So I like Miles Sanders for a 2023 specific or 2023 oriented team. And given the fact that I love Sam Laporta, especially at the price you're getting him here, I'm going to take this side, but also defend Kendra Miller here because I think he is a good player. And you see this uh, this uh, shiny app that uh, people at Player Profile have been talking about called the Breakout Finder. I've been covering some now. content. I've been covering some content for the Breakout Finder. Uh, I've been looking at uh, some uh, movers post draft, and Kendra Miller is among quote unquote leaders at the running back position at, uh, in the Breakout Finder. And he gets, like you said, a 2023 landing spot that's somewhat favorable. But long-term floor, long-term ceiling, I do love Sam Laporta a bit too much. So I will take Jason's side here. Ooh, Jason, as the victor, you get to dull out the punishment for the opposing side. Oh, man. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I'll give just the trade ankle monitor. They've got to send us some DMs <laughs> or let us know before they before they make a move next time. That's all. That's all. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So everyone in the TGIF, listen up because your boys will be watching. Trade number two that in today's trade court is another one from TGIF involving rookie picks. Again, this is a 14-team PPR Superflex tight end premium start 10 league. One team, Team A, is receiving a 2023 uh, 214 in the 2023-111. And to get those two picks, they sent out a 2024 first round pick i will be defending the side of the 2021st and i shall go first and i would like to say this judge your honor you look so handsome today that headband is fantastic the way it matches your shirt your chain it's fantastic i just needed to say that because uh, i just i couldn't hold back any longer. objection but- <laughs> click, click, clear <laughs> His ass was not on the show sheet, Maddie. <laughs> you got to be ready for it. I bring it. I bring it. I bring. I bring the, the Riz every single time. You know, I'm trying to bring that charisma, no doubt. Respect. But anyway, 2024 first. We don't know where it's going to land here. The 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 TGIF for a little additional context is going to be a pretty competitive league. I don't think there are a whole lot of outliers in terms of surefire contenders and a whole bunch of bottom feeders. I think it will be pretty consistent throughout. So this 24 first could fall. Just about anywhere, but let's just say it's towards the middle. I'd like to read off some names that will be very relevant this time next year in your Superflex rookie drafts. Drake May, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Quinn Ewers, Emeka Egbuka, who I love. I think he is DJ Moore 2.0, Brock Bowers, Malik Neighbors, Braylon Adam, Travion Henderson, I could keep going. Rocket Sanders. Oh, my God. This round one is going to be loaded with talent. High-end receiver prospects that we did not see in 2023. High-end tight ends. Round one tight ends. We only saw one in 2023. We could see multiple in 2024. And then a smattering of quarterbacks could be anywhere from three to five, depending on how you feel on Michael Penix or uh, JT Daniels, those older quarterbacks, if they ball out, who knows? Maybe they get themselves in the first round. But the point is, you want a 2024 first because the high-end talent will be there. You're trading a back end of the first, a pick that most say trade on out of, and you're getting a back end second. So where are you really filling in the talent 
here at the end of the second. So I'm thinking I'm saying you take two eh meh 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 mid meh. I don't really know what kind of it pieces and turn it into what could be a nice pile of gold in 2024. Fellow counsel, you have the floor. And you've made a good argument opposing counsel you really really have i do like going for a pick next year especially if you're not happy with the player you're gonna get at the 111 to throw some to throw the names that these picks turned into not actually going to help really with my argument but just to provide the context it was dalton kincaid and luke schoonmaker i am a fan of schoonmaker's value i do think he presents that uh in the tight end premium uh but you know and also to argue a little bit against counsel you know we were saying the same thing last year about how stacked this rookie draft was going to be. Go get your 2023 firsts. Now we're saying it. Go get your 2024 firsts. These are great prospects. But at the end of the day, once all the situations are known and the true combine comes through and we know what their workout metrics actually look like, it's a little less exciting than what it seems like right now. So I'm not trying to look to the future. This is a brand new league. I want assets now. I'm trying to win Give me this year's picks. Your Honor, the floor is yours. First off, can you hear me? I yes. can. Okay, great. Because my friend, my my screen froze. Uh, as long as you can hear me, that's all that matters. So, <laughs> um, on the show sheet, there weren't any names associated with this, um, and I felt somewhat towards one side of this trade. Hearing the names, uh, I'm confident about that side now. Because um, here's a look at. Name uh, names aside, uh, a couple of the players that, or a few of the players that I'm seeing around the 111 range uh, fall. Or sometimes I see Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers fall, but mostly I'm seeing a lot of Zach Charbonnet, Dalton Kincaid, uh, which this ended up being, uh, Devin Achene, uh Jaden Reed, Rashi Rice, seeing a little bit of Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson as well. For those of you who love Roshan, um, and then the 2023. 214. Uh, guys like Hendon Hooker at quarterback, Chase Brown at running back, Tank Bigsby, uh, Deuce Vaughn, uh, a guy that's in a very interesting situation, Michael Wilson. Uh, it's a huge range of outcomes there for him. Israel mm-hmm. Bonaconda, Jalen Hyatt, that many people are in love with, Tank Dell, who I'm in love with. Uh, so, what I'm seeing a lot of here is players who have very good upside as soon as 2023. And for some added context, if you look at the Breakout Finder, you download that app for just a few bucks. This wide receiver class, you'll hear it a lot, may not be studded at the top as many of the you know Justin Jefferson classes uh, may be, but it is deep with high week-to-week ceiling players. And I, w- I was sitting on draft night, half the night I was complaining that Zach Charbonnet landed in Seattle for obvious reasons. I think a lot of us were complaining about it, but oh, yeah. I was I was... I was also intrigued by a lot of these wide receiver landing spots. Quentin Johnston, I wanted him to land with, and this was on the juice. I said, either the Ravens or the Chargers. We got that. Um, Zay Flowers, uh, I could have also seen going to to the Ravens. But you look at some other names as well. Rashi Rice, if you're an avid listener of the Writers' Roundtable, I've been clamoring for Rashi Rice to the Chiefs, and then it happened. Um, But what you see a lot here from Michael Wilson to Tank Bigsby, to Chase Brown even, who has some pass-catching experience um, at the college level. You see a lot of guys who have ceiling and got landing spots that could be useful as soon as 2023. So for all of those reasons, I'm going to stick with the two picks here and again side with Jason just because I like these players. These are players that have 
top 15 potential week-to-week ceiling in weeks in 2023. So why not get that upside now? So that's going to wrap up today's show. I am sick of Ahan already. We are not 20 minutes in, so I'm just kidding. We're going to keep this going. So, Jason, you are victorious once again. So feel free to dull out the punishment for the guy who got the 2024 round one pick. Spoonful of cinnamon. <laughs> that sounds and record good. It. You got to record it. You got to record yeah. have, you, have you ever tried to do it? I've had uh-huh. I've had half a spoon of cinnamon before. Yes. You got to do a full spoon. Fun. You got to do a full spoon. Oh man, we all right. So now you have a homework assignment after this show. You need to eat a full spoon of cinnamon and then record it and post it so we can see how it turns out. It'll be a ton of fun to see that happen. But okay, I will. I have lost the night, but maybe I can salvage it and at least get one win here in the third trade. Team one, Team A here acquires Desmond Ritter, Jalen Warren, a 2024 second, and the 214 in the 2013 rookie draft. Mm -hmm. And to get those four assets, they sent away Baker Mayfield and Tony G. I will be taking the side, defending the side of Team B, acquiring Baker Mayfield and Tony Gibson. Since you are the back-to-back winner here, Jason, would you like to go first or second? Dude, take the floor. I know you want to talk okay. about Tony G, man. I know. Okay, okay. Here, so Baker Mayfield. Let's just start by saying he's a starting quarterback, and this is super flex. That's really all I got. Uh, there are some <laughs> weapons: Mike Will, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, Rashad White, Kate Otten. There are some good players in that offense, and for whatever reason. Bruce Arian showed how little he knows and said that Baker Mayfield was a better prospect than the four quarterbacks we saw come into this class. So take that information what you will. But the man I'd like to truly talk about tonight is Tony G, Antonio Gibson. Tony G is now in an offense that is led by Eric Bieniemy. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's made a lot of running backs a whole lot of fantasy friendly uh, situations over there in KC. Now he is in Washington, so he will be the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. And Tony G, 6 feet, 230 pounds, 43940 guys, 96 percentile. He also has 99th percentile speed score. In his three years in the NFL, he's averaged 14.4, 14.3. And then last year, he had 11.1 points per game, which was good for running back 28. He did that on only five total touchdowns still had just about just shy of 1000 total yards from scrimmage he's got a lot left in the tank he will only be 25 this season this guy is going to truly be a cog in this offense whether you believe it's high end low end doesn't matter they're in a very competitive division uh, that will have some points scored tony g is great catching the ball uh, for whatever reason last year to start the season. We saw him put on an absolute display in week one with Carson Wentz. He went bananas, uh, had 130 total yards, was catching the ball at 20 fantasy points. And then it was just basically a consistent dive down from there. But like I said, new offensive coordinator, going to get the ship right. And rumors are a swirling, boys. If you yeah, you put your finger up to the wind, you can just about Feel it. A lot of rumors are swirling that Eric Bieniemy, he's going to turn not only this offense around, but Tony G will be the single most beneficiary from this coaching upgrade. So acquiring a starting quarterback in Superflex makes sense, and acquiring a potential stud running back certainly 
makes sense. So that was my closing argument for this side. Jason, the floor is yours. You can either victor lap that you won the night, or you can try to defend this side that got a whole bunch of mid. <laughs> Desmond Midder is not his name. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. No. From now on, it is. Desmond, get rid of that term for the future. <laughs> Sorry. Your Honor, he, you must deduct points for cringe. You must. I've got more. <laughs> um, but if I may read his game logs from last season, only four starts for the young Desmond. 26 pass attempts, 50% completion percentage, 97 passing yards, 38 rushing yards, no passing touchdowns, no rushing touchdowns, no interceptions. Week 16, 33 pass attempts, 66.7% completion percentage, 218 passing yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Week 17, 26 pass attempts, 33% completion, 169 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Week 18, 224 yards off of 30 pass attempts, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Very rarely do rookie quarterbacks not throw interceptions. Yes, he fumbled twice. We will forget about that. He threw two. He threw no interceptions. <laughs> That's fantastic. That was with only Drake London. Kyle Pitts was not active. And, of course, Bijan Robinson was not active because he wasn't even on the Atlanta Falcons yet. This offense as a whole is taking a step forward. The kid's going to get a chance to be that guy in Atlanta. He has the skill set to do it. He's better than Marcus Mariota. The offense was running with him. It'll keep running with Desmond Ritter, plus the throw-ins of these second-round picks. As we know, this 214 was involved in the last trade. That was Luke Schoonmaker in a tight end premium, plus a second next year. I think you've got to take the side of Desmond Ritter. We'll just call Warren a handcuff. This team does roster Najee Harris. Not that that really affects the value of the player, but it does affect the value of the player on said roster, Your Honor. Your Honor, I must say that I agree with Paul Beckman here. You are for the people, and you are the best, and I love you as well. Now go ahead. Tell us which side you shall take. Shout out, Paul. Paul's the man. Uh, thanks for uh, joining the stream, Paul. Good to see you. All right. So this trade, there's a lot going on, and I'll, I'll start with the bad news. Uh, is the, the bad news is this is uh, might be – the fact that you call Desmond Ritter and Baker Mayfield both mid – might be way too dis- way too respectful to both of them. Very generous, uh, I'd say. Now, for for some context, uh, Mike Evans was streaming on Twitch uh, playing, I believe, Call of Duty uh, about two months ago. I was in that stream. Uh, someone asked him in chat, um, "Can you talk about Baker Mayfield?" Um, and then this was right before the Baker Mayfield to Tampa Bay news got confirmed. Uh, he said, uh, yeah, when, when uh, I'll, I'll talk about it soon. I'll talk about the quarterback situation. So the next day, um, Baker Mayfield officially goes to Tampa Bay. Mike Evans has not streamed since then. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> in, I will, you can fill in the blanks there. I, yeah. I, I'm okay. Not saying, I'm not suggesting something. I'm mm. just saying. I'm just, I'm just giving you information. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that that story matters, but it does. It, it definitely matters. Anyway, it doesn't uh, matter. It doesn't not matter. Regardless, <laughs> regardless, uh, <laughs> what, the the main pieces here are clearly the the downgrade from Antonio Gibson to Jalen Warren, as well as in that process you getting two picks. Mm-hmm. 
And again, the the 214, uh, to go back to what we talked about a couple minutes ago, who are the players available there? I just took the side of getting the 214 in our previous trade because there are some really good players here. Chase Brown in a great situation with Cincinnati. Uh, Tank Bigsby uh, in uh, in uh, what will be a really good offense in Jacksonville. Deuce Vaughn with the Cowboys with Zeke Elliott out of there. Uh, Michael Wilson. I love Michael Wilson, etc. Um, and this time... It's on the other side. Antonio Gibson. Let's talk about Antonio Gibson because we haven't enough already. And I'm I've been I've been dying to talk about Antonio Gibson lately. I spent all of offseason last year on this roller coaster. JD McKissick is on the on the commanders. Then he's not on the commanders. He's on the Bills, and then he's back on the commanders. Um, and now Antonio Gibson, let's see who they added in that backfield instead of JD McKissick. No one. Literally no one. No one. Antonio Gibson, still 24 years old, ranked number 11 in target share, number nine in yards per route run last year, uh, survived the draft with no additional competition. He's easily the highest ceiling player of the four non-picks here. And as a side note, do we know who's backing up Baker Mayfield? It's the guy that this organization has been begging to not touch the football field. Do we know who's backing (laughs) up Desmond Ritter, a guy who's made a career out of being the backup and doing better than the starter in front of him. Granted, the starter was Carson point. Wentz. Great granted, point. The, granted, the starter was Carson Wentz. But let's say Desmond Ritter actually does start throwing the ball into defenders' hands. The Atlanta Falcons could very well say, hey, Taylor Heineke, go out there and run with B. John Robinson. So I'm, I'm taking the Baker Mayfield and Antonio Gibson side. No sweep for you, Jason. I think this is an easy decision to land me Antonio Gibson and keep the dream alive. Oh, yeah, I love it. So you may have won the trade court battle, my friend, but did you lose the war? Go ahead and reveal who made this trade and what side they were on. In my defense, Desmond Ritter. I live here in Atlanta. I just want to for my man, Desmond Ritter. So for the record, for you, Baker, for you guys just tuned in, this is Jason's trade. And, 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 you know, I think that I love Antonio Gibson just as much as you guys, and I think that's what allowed me to be able to upgrade from Baker Mayfield to Desmond Ritter. Just being able to be like, you know, Antonio Gibson is way better. I mean, this this trade has been in the making for, I think, literally since the genesis of this You've league. You've been going, yes. <laughs> so, you have um, been going ham to try to get Ritter, and you finally I, did get him. So. I did finally You got to get, get kudos for getting your guy And Hey, at the end of the day, we'll see how it pans out. But at least I got on the board. So that's going to wrap up trade court. So now let's move on to breaking down some trades in the Discord. If you're not in the Player Profile Discord, get your ass in there because we are talking fantasy football 24-7. Ahan's got some betting picks in there. We're talking trades. We've got a bunch that is going on. And if you want your trades broken down here on the Trade Gods Live, then you need to get in the Discord and post them up so we can break them down. The first trade we are breaking down together. Team A, first side receives Travis, Kelsey, and Devonte Adams, and to make it happen, they're sending away Tony Pollard, Javante Williams, and a 2023-201. This is a 12-team PPR Superflex, no tight end premium, only start nine. Ahan, what are your initial thoughts when you see this trade? Initial thoughts is uh, I'm, I'm going to get quoted again about saying something about Tony Pollard. It's going to go on the player profile or Twitter, and uh, people are going to come clamoring at me. Tony Pollard is so good. He's better than Sticky <laughs> Travis Etienne. Stop being a homer. Like, okay, first off, Tony Pollard is very good at football. 
but he's also been injured. He's on a Cowboys team that doesn't have regard for human life when it comes to just putting your best players out there and letting them ball. Also, in this case, it makes it a little easier that he's also tied with Javante Williams in this trade, who is also coming off injury, might not start week one. I think, as far as I know, he's almost definitely not starting week one. Uh, but we have a 201 here. Um, and uh, for some context, again, who who could you get at this 201 spot? Someone like a Zach Charbonnet, and he's kind of polarizing, especially after the draft about uh, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, what should be a good offense in Seattle, but he does have to deal with Kenneth Walker. Uh, Devin uh, A-Chain um, in Miami, great landing spot for him. And then guys I like, like Jaden Reed, Rushy Rice, etc. cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you have two guys that people have been begging to decline for years, and it just doesn't happen. Um, so do, 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 do I reveal which side I want? Of course, sure. Tell me which side I, you like better. I, I still me. want the I still want the Kelsey and Devontae Adams side. Yes, I do think that Devontae Adams is not worth his underdog price right now of I believe wide receiver six um yeah. in twenty twenty three. But do I think he's highly likely to be a top ten wide receiver still, even with Jimmy Garoppolo? Absolutely. He's clearly one of the best receivers in the NFL. They'll find a way to use him. They're gonna be mm-hmm. down a lot, they'll throw the ball. And Travis Kelsey, as long as he has two working legs and Patrick Mahomes, he's he's the tight end one. Uh, so I will take yes. those two guys. I'll take those two guys over two highly uncertain running backs and the 201. Uh-huh. And let me ask you this, though. Where, when do you think Javante comes back? And when he does return, how long do we see him be the Javante we come to love? Because what made Williams or what makes Williams so special is his ability to break tackles. His knee was completely destroyed, complete tear of all the major ligaments. So it, it, we saw what that did to J.K. Dobbins. So what are your thoughts on Javante going to 2023? I thought, uh, thoughts are that uh, best ball wise, he'll still be a, a very viable a very viable option uh, just because I do think that offense is going to be much better uh, with uh, Mm -hmm. Sean Payton there with the improvements at wide receiver. I don't think Russell Wilson can be worse than he was last year. Overall, that offense is going to be good. He'll still get those red zone touches. Uh, The the ceiling will be there. Uh, And you want to buy good players and good offenses uh, as much as you want. If you if you want to see how fragile Javante Williams is, you probably have to download the injury finder. Uh, I'm no longer the expert on the injury finder. I'm My no man's the bringing the plugs all day. I love it. I love it. I love it. Jason, what are your thoughts here when you see this trade and which side are you taking? Yeah, I think the easiest way to break this down is if the team getting Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams wins the championship, they obviously win this trade. And they probably are going to win the championship. It might get rocky going forth. Um, I, I am glad that we're joined with the Han. You know, I, I like Tony Pollard. I think he is a great athlete, but I do also, and we know this, he's been a sell candidate on this show. I continue to pound that maybe less so now, but even then he's still valued extremely highly going out of the draft because only Deuce Vaughn was added and people are already scared about him as well. Um, and he's just as volatile as a Travis Kelsey, as a Devonte Adams, all three of those players could fall off a cliff at any moment. And Tony Pollard, I want to say is 26 going into his 27 year old season, Mm -hmm. maybe one year off, but definitely not the youngest of assets. And Javante Williams is a buy, you know, considering the concerns that we're talking about right now, don't know when he's going to be able to be back to health, everything low in the value, all of that fun stuff, good offense potentially, but you still got to take the Kelsey and Adam side almost every single day of the week. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to add because you guys broke down the players quite well. Um, I'm going to stick with that the, the left side of the straight, the Kelsey and Adams side, basically because it's start nine. It's not a super deep starting roster. Mm -hmm. So give me the studs, especially Travis Kelsey, even without tight end premium. He's such an outlier. And in a roster where you're not starting a whole bunch, you're not really digging too deep, give me the two guys at top the studs. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams. I imagine he will take a little bit of a hit given Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to go from uh, Rodgers to Carr to Garoppolo. It's not great for him. But that is a good offense. They got Jacobs. They have two good tight ends in, in Hooper and Mayer. Uh, they have Jacoby Myers now. I do think that there's a, a chance that this offense can, can keep things going uh, in Vegas. So give me that side with the studs. Uh, let's go to the second trade here that we will be breaking down. This is a 12-team PPR suplex, no tight end premium start, nine. So exact same format as the previous uh, league that we're breaking down. Left side, Team A is acquiring DK Metcalf and to get him on the squad. They had to send away Michael Pittman in the 208. Jason, I see you squirming over there because you're going to have to talk about DK. What are your thoughts on this trade and which side are you taking? And I want to say we might be – the DK Metcalf group, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> this is the DK Metcalf group. Right here, yes. This is the DK so, Metcalf group. In the, in the interest of keeping this probably fairly short, TK Metcalf every single day of the week. It's honestly not crazy close to me. We're expecting less, less pass volume with this Colts offense going forward. The 208 could be nice, you know, but we're talking about DK Metcalf here. Uh -huh. What would you like to add to this trade? What side are you taking? The guy whose poster, it's, it's not very seeable, but it's a DK Mecca poster right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, actually, I actually was going to say that this trade is actually one of the more competitive ones we've seen. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, I'm going with the DK Metcalf side, but I do think this trade is more competitive than you are, are giving it uh, credit for because Michael Pittman is a very good player. Uh, he could get away from this Anthony Richardson situation. I don't like that situation that he's tied with a run first quarterback with, that has question marks throwing the football. Um, I uh, I do love uh, the uh, the 208 here because you can land guys like uh, Sam Laporta or or Michael Meyer if you're a Michael Meyer guy you can land Jonathan Mingo Marvin Mims uh, maybe a Josh Downs here as well so I do like a lot of the players you can get at 208 and think they could be very useful as early as 2023 but the uh, there's just a huge drop off from the situation DK Metcalf is in with his superior talent to the Michael Pittman situation and. How he just needs to be freed. Uh, I'll, I'll take DK here because th this is this is a top ten every week. This is a top ten upside player. For me, I'm actually going to throw a curveball to each and every one of you folks listening. I am actually going to take the Michael Pittman side of the trade. I am a big believer in A. Rich and becoming someone who can succeed in this league given his laser rocket arm and his athletic ability. And Michael Pittman has shown that he can moss fools. And if you look at his, his metrics from last year, he ran a ton of routes. He had a massive snap share, so he's going to get the requisite playing time. The opportunities will indeed be there for Pittman. Uh, and the 208 is just too good for me because there's a chance that if you come away with Pittman and Roshan, Pittman and Jaden Reed, Pittman and Rashi Rice, Pittman and Josh Downs and get the, the, the Colts dizzy going, uh, I am going to take the side of Michael Pittman. And I, I voiced my concerns here last week about the Seahawks, and maybe it's time to temper expectations with this offense. If their defense is that good, their running game is going to be good. There are now three good receivers. DK Metcalf is a stud. He has, he's 
I mean, he's the most, he's the biggest physical specimen in all of football at the wide receiver position. But I do fear that if he takes a little bit of a hit in the volume that he sees in a given, uh, uh, you know, sample or the given season, uh, I'm just, I'm a little nervous about him, a little bit nervous. Mm. So with that, give me the Michael Pittman mm. side. So again, if you want your trades broken down live on the air, join the player profile at Discord and let us know what trades you want to see broken down each and every week. But before we say goodnight to Ahan, we have some buys and some sells for that ass. It's time to buy and sell. So our buys and sells for the night are as follows. We're going to talk about four players. Ahan has a buy and a sell. So, Ahan, you can take the first rep, and you can choose whether you'd like to talk about your buy or your sell. I want to keep Seth around as long as possible, so I'm going to talk about the buy first. Uh, (laughs) That's my man. Uh, the buy is uh, Trey McBride. It's a guy I've uh, talked about. Um, I've alluded to several times um, on uh, player profiler shows before, and I've just kind of dropped his name as you whispering, you, you should get Trey McBride. Uh, Cause uh, this man didn't do that much in 2022. And now he has Colt McCoy as his quarterback, which is, which makes it the perfect window uh, to buy Trey McBride at tight end. You want, you have basically two rules that you want to buy a tight end. You want great athletes who have uh, a, a track record in college of either being a, 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 a big play guy as a, you know, by yards per reception or being a target hog um, and has to be a pure athlete. And you want it to be in an offense with high ceiling with Kyler Murray back. The ceiling comes right back. I don't think Marquise Brown can, you know, do everything himself. I don't, there's there's been discussions about whether he is really that alpha in this league or not. And yes, he can be he can be an alpha, but is he going to get away with being an alpha while totally sidelining Trey McBride? Absolutely not. Uh, so right now is the time you buy Trey McBride. The ceiling for that offense comes back when Kyler Murray comes back. And if you look at Trey McBride's profile on uh, Player Profiler, uh, closely compares to Heath Miller uh, on uh, the Player Profiler website. But I actually see possibly a similar sophomore leap to what we saw from Mark Andrews um, a few years ago. Um, and I think in this situation with Colin Murray at quarterback, by now before he comes back, because Zach Ertz is not getting any younger. I mean, I definitely have to agree with you that I like the uh, Trey McBride by candidate here. He burst onto the scene at the end of last season. He had a 10 target, 7 reception game, 20 fantasy points with David Blair. I think it was David Blair. So I think that the volume could be there with a subpar quarterback. And like you said, once Kyler gets its wheels up for that offense, yeah, go get Trey McBride because he's one of those those tight ends that before you know it, his price could soar through the roof. Heath Miller, I know a lot, a lot of you youngins aren't, out there aren't going to remember, but he had a long NFL career, and he was a mainstay in fantasy at the tight end position. So go get Trey McBride now. Jason, tell everyone who they should go out and buy right now. Oh, man. And it's simple. It's Travis E.T.N. And I didn't – I would, this Clemson thing was not coordinated. Yes, it must have been. It must have been. <laughs> It's simple. Everyone's fading him right now because they added a running back in the draft. They added a running back in free agency. Those guys Nick suck. Bigsby's pretty good. Bigsby's pretty good. 
No, no, <laughs> not compared to Travis Etienne, supreme athlete. When he was coming into the league, he was touted as the best running back in college. You don't lose that with one injury. You can see it on these highlights here. He shows explosiveness every single game, fifth in the league in breakaway runs last season with a low breakaway run rate. So it's just, he's fantastic. He really is. And these guys that they added are no competition to him. He's still getting at least 60% of the opportunity share in this offense next year with the chemistry that he has with Trevor Lawrence. It's wheels up for Travis Etienne. Wheels up. I'm going to actually give you a little bit of pushback here because I do think that Tank Bigsby is a serviceable NFL running back. I do believe that he has a role in this league. But I will say this. If you are a fan of Travis Etienne and would like to acquire him, talk up Tank Bigsby. Drive the price down because Mm -hmm. I believe that Tank Bigsby is good for Travis Etienne. His best comparable player, that means Tank Bigsby's best comparable player, Damian Harris. Damian Harris is not the type that's going to surplant a guy like Travis Etienne, but he's definitely a guy. Why give Etienne all of these between-the-tackle grinder touches when you can give him to a beast like Tank Bigsby? I think that's going to help keep Etienne on the field over the course of the entire season. So I do like the acquisition of Tank Bigsby, and I like it for the longevity of the survival rate, if you will, of an Etienne. So I don't think that Bigsby is is chopped liver or dog food by any stretch, but I do think that he will be good for ETN and maybe even help ETN kind of be shaken loose into the pass game and allow him to get more than three friggin' targets in a given game where they can let Tank Bigsby kind of just be that downhill donkey, as Cody likes to call these guys, and let ETN be the razzle-dazzle. Han, anything you want to add on Mr. ETN? You are clemsoned out, dripped out in Clemson. I I think Travis Etienne has proved in this league already very quickly that he is a very, very good player. And I actually agree with you that the acquisition of a guy like Tank Bigsby, who is just simply much better than uh, Jamichael Hasty, is good for Travis Etienne. And the driving Mm -hmm. the the point to drive home here is Travis Etienne got a 60% opportunity share. That's not a lot. That ranked number 19 in the NFL um, among running backs. And still, he produced. He was super efficient despite dealing with some uh, some injuries. In fact, here's a stat. I believe I first saw this posted by our friend Dalton Cates. Uh, here's the highest yards per touch for a first round running back all time through their first six career games. Number one, Bo Jackson. Number two, Adrian Peterson. Number three, Travis Etienne. Number four, Saquon Barkley. The man is good at football, and if you're get- getting him. Uh, a guy you can actually trust in Tank Bigsby instead of Jamichael Hasty to take the other 40% of the opportunity share. That's just going to help Travis Etienne get the real fantasy football relevant touches in the red zone. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't think I know who any of those running backs that you mentioned. Are you sure that's a good? <laughs> <laughs> is an elite class of running backs, my friend. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and buy Etienne uh, right now if you can. Like right now, go do it right now. Uh, I am also saying to buy a tight end. You need to go out and buy Chigosium Okonkwo, my man Chig. He projects to start the season as the second highest pass catcher in the Tennessee Titans passing hierarchy. And I know what you're saying. Who cares about that? And I think there are some indications that should get you a pretty de- a pretty great deal excited about Chig. Uh, he is super athletic, 96th percentile, 40-yard dash, 92nd percentile speed score. We like athletic tight ends here on Trade Gods. He had a 3.26 yards per route run. That is the best amongst qualified 
tight ends. Yards per route run is probably my favorite metric of it's basically of potentially uh, predicting future success, and he showed that in spades. He had a 9.8 yards per target. That was the second most, so he can get open downfield. He had a 2.11 fantasy points per target. That was the fifth most in the league. These efficiency metrics are through the roof. He truly showed that he can do a whole lot and he doesn't need a whole lot to get it done. But this year, as the second best pass catcher in this offense, we could see a massive uptick in volume. And of course, we'll see a little bit of these efficiency metrics come down to earth. They will kind of regress to the mean. But at the same time, if you get a whole lot of volume, those touchdowns soar. I think you only had three last year. If we can get that up to eight, all of a sudden we are talking about a top 10 tight end in fantasy. Athletic, he was very efficient. The volume expects to go up. And my favorite part of this, Will Levis is in town, ladies and gents. Will Levis will be the starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans in 2023. And he has a laser rocket arm. He had the highest adjusted completion percentage in college last year, over 72%. That is a match made in heaven. That is why you need to go get Chig right here, right now. Go get him. I actually made a trade for him today, and I will break the fourth wall again and tell you. Boys, I traded Mark Andrews for Chig in a first-round pick in this year's rookie draft. What you think? Ooh, Mark Andrews for Chig in a first. Yes. Uh, what was the first? What 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 first? It is it's a late first. I I I love the Chig in first side there. I love yeah. Chig Conquo. Oh, and he has yeah. a quarterback yeah. now. Yeah. He's got a quarterback. Baby's got Will freaking Levis. Let's go. So, yep. yeah, anything you guys want to add on Chigosium before we move to a Han Cell? And if you're looking at the graphic here, you know exactly who we going to roast here in a minute. Yeah, I, I think – go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I, was just gonna, I was just going to say one sentence, which is I feel a nostalgia to when I was uh, – this this last season uh, betting Chigaconquo over 8.5 receiving yards. That was a real line uh, because the yeah. sports books were like – who is this guy? Let's just set his yards line at 8.5. So that's not going to be the case in 2023. So I'm, I'm happy I, we bet those overs when they were there. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I actually, that's awesome. That's awesome. Chicken <laughs> was definitely underrated in terms of Vegas and everything. Cheap on DFS, all of that fun stuff. He was fantastic down the stretch of, of football last year. When you watch those highlights, one of the usages in Maryland was he was frequently used in run plays. And if they unlock that in Tennessee, I mean, it's just going to be something special. Like he is a true, true athlete. So definitely go get that guy. Easy, easy, easy. So we talked about buying Trey McBride. We talked about buying Travis Etienne. We talked about buying Chagosium Okonkwo, but we have one sell before we say goodnight. Ahan, the floor is yours. Why should people be selling Karen Rogers? First of all, first off, I want to give a shout out to uh, again a few guys in the chat, uh, uh, Kenny and uh, Alan, uh, who hopped in, um, and you know, Alan, Alan said, uh, talk about Mike Williams. I just want to say Mike Williams was on the short list of guys I want to sell, uh, but we went with Aaron Rodgers for the narratives. So I'll, I'll say that that's my take. Sell Mike Williams because I said Quentin Johnston is the more refined Mike Williams, and maybe that's a quote, and people will come at me for that. But I said that, and I stand by it. Um, so. Back to the the main topic, which is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so here here's here here's what what's gone on with Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years, right? He 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 loses Devonte Adams. Um, he has a few games of Romeo Dogwater to work with. Uh, uh, a few games <laughs> of uh, 
of Christian Watson to work with uh, a few games of uh, making Samuri Toure uh, relevant and, you know, pointing at him for, for scoring a touchdown. Yeah, you ran that route. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, all this, all this hype about the Packers, uh, then they face the Lions, they're out of here. And you, you look towards the end of the year and you're like, all right, let, let's take a look at what Aaron Rodgers did without Devontae Adams. Uh, and the result? was not good. Um, he was the quarterback 21 by fantasy points per game. Um, now he's a little bit older, a little more high. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you look at his receiving core here, and it's Garrett Wilson, and then all his old buddies who are not great at football. Like, what is like, does Aaron Rodgers think that Sauce Gardner is going to line up at wide receiver and start catching passes for him? Like, does Aaron Rodgers think that just because Alan Lazard has, you know, gone with, on to parties, gone to Knicks games with him, that Alan Lazard is suddenly going to start winning routes and, uh, you know, catch more than 60% of his contested catches? Like, what? what is – like, maybe, maybe I'm giving Aaron Rodgers too much credit, um, you know, saying that he actually thinks through things. But <laughs> that's what he's constructed in New York. He wants to be the GM, and this is the team he's constructed. Garrett Wilson, I love the man. He's very good at football. But I don't think he's going to be what Devontae Adams was in his prime. So what we have here is a worse offensive line. Uh, the Packers ranked number five in pass block win rate last year. The Jets ranked number 21, even if that improves. It's a downgrade in offensive line. It's a downgrade in receiving core from any of the Devontae Adams years, basically. Um, and now he has to face great defenses on the regular more often than he had to over the last couple of years because he faces the Bills. Patriots will still be a great defense. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins, uh, you know, a few times a year. Uh, the Jets to miss the playoffs is plus money on FanDuel, by the way. I think there's value there, but mm-hmm. it's for another yeah. day. Good call. No, that's a great call. Uh, and I think it's gone a little bit under the radar. Jalen Ramsey is on the Miami <clears throat> Miami Dolphins. They also used their first pick, pick 51, to draft a cornerback. So they're gearing up for some, you know, some winning cornerback play. That's not good for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the only thing I'm going to add to the Aaron Rodgers hate, which I absolutely love to pile on to Mr. Ayahuasca here, he loves Brett Favre so much. He's literally just copying Brett Favre. Uh, his last throw in the, in the Packers uniform was a pick, just like Brett Favre. Uh, then he goes to the New York Jets, just like Brett Favre. And in Brett Favre's lone season in New York, he threw for 3,400 yards, had 22 uh, touchdowns, and 22 interceptions. So since Aaron Rodgers loves Brett Favre so much, expect him to go out and have an absolute stinker of a season. Get him off your roster while the hype is still there. You know, you're seeing all these basketball short throws, uh, all these no shoulder pad fade routes to his receivers. Send that to the guy and then go ahead and send a trade to get him off your squad. Anything you want to add here, Jason, before we say sayonara to another great episode? No, I I think that's fair. Sell him. I think you can get at least another quarterback for him that's startable and better. So, yeah, I love it. I love all of these candidates that we've talked about today. I love the uh, the way we broke down all of these trades. And I love each and both of your analysis from today. What a show. Oh, well, I mean, the ass kissing needs to stop. Trade court is over. You won, Jason. You don't need to keep doing this. Did but I? Thank you. Thank you, everyone who tuned in. This was a great episode. Ahan, uh, please tell everyone where they can find your content. And they can find you on socials, all that good stuff. 
first off, thanks guys for having me on. You know, it's it's, it's weird being stuck in the middle here with uh, the two great pieces of salad on the on the top for both of you. Uh, this, this, there's a reason I'm wearing the headband, right? I have to cover mm. what's going on up here. Um, but <laughs> regardless, glad we could we could talk some 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 trades amidst me trying to make some wagbusters myself. Um, Luckily, the, the mess that Josh Larkey left behind when I took over his team for the Patreons League does not include Aaron Rodgers, so I could just tell you to sell Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> Love it. And I, I could still, uh, you know, talk about him uh, in that way. But, no, it's great to be on. Uh, you're going to see me on uh, more shows on Player Profiler, including but not limited to The Juice. We're going to talk about some uh, NFL betting this offseason. Oh, it's yeah. coming up. And on Twitter, I'm always talking about uh, football and some uh, betting on basketball, baseball, and football um, on uh, Twitter at Ahan Rungta. Um, and I will also be writing some articles for Player Profile over the coming days on best ball tournaments um, and betting. Ahan, you are truly one of the best in the space. I, I love taking your betting picks. Your your analysis is top-notch. So thank you for that, and thank you for coming on Trade Gods. Jason, go ahead and give your plugs, baby. Yep, at JFootballLine on Twitter. Follow our Instagram, baby, at Roto Underworld. Follow that Facebook. Like that Facebook. Whatever you're supposed to do. Player Profiler. And then uh, join the Discord, right? That, oh, oh, Wake and Take. Jeez, that's a show I do in the morning. <laughs> 10 a.m. <laughs> Actually, tomorrow I have a special guest as well. I'm joined with, uh, with with Chase Vernon from the Trophy Snack from the Big Tilt. Very cool. Tomorrow morning, so tune into that, you guys. And yeah, yeah, Instagram, tw- Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff's covered. Let's go. Matty, what do you do got? it. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kiwum. Check out the game plan each and every Saturday. Go live there. Got a very special guest on this week's show. Join the executives Patreon and head over to Player Profile to get all my articles, Jason's articles, Hans articles, all that good stuff. We got the trade gods. Peace.